This is Public Occurrences, both foreign and domestic. And now your host, Michael O'Fallon. In a normal world that is based on objective facts and truths, I would mentally refer to two timeless principles when observing a disaster of epic proportions. The first would be Occam's Razor. Occam's Razor can be defined simply as, all things being equal, simpler explanations are generally better than more complex ones. Or it could be, simpler hypotheses are generally better than the complex ones. And then there is the second timeless principle that almost all analysts would refer to when commentating on a botched operation, a disastrous outcome, or other calamitous incidents. It's called Hanlon's Razor. And it goes something like this. Never attribute to malice that which is adequately explained by stupidity. Now, both of these two timeless razor rules are in general being applied to the absolute and complete disaster in Afghanistan that has been all over the airwaves. And it would be generally correct that in this case of leaving unknown thousands of American citizens trapped behind enemy lines in Afghanistan, having absolutely no intention or plan to slow the advance of the Taliban into Kabul over the past four months, having no operational intention to hold the airport at Kabul or Bagram Air Force Base. The U.S. left Afghanistan's Bagram Airfield after nearly 20 years by shutting off the electricity and slipping away in the night without notifying the base's new Afghan commander, who discovered the Americans' departure more than two hours after they left, leaving thousands and thousands of advanced weaponry, guns, platforms, night vision equipment, now that is really huge, by the way, helicopters, fighter planes, tactical equipment. What the U.S. military left has basically meant that the invading Taliban is now one of the best-equipped militaries in the world. And of course, we could have destroyed it all before leaving. The United States military, the best and finest fighting force in the world, could have easily brought in enough troops to hold off the Taliban until they evacuated all equipment and personnel. But they didn't. Because the current leadership purposed for the United States military to leave in this fashion. Because in their woke minds, it is justice. With the Biden administration placing the date of September 11th, 2021, exactly 20 years after the 9-11 attack on the United States, as the formal withdrawal date. Investigative reporter Laura Logan, who has spent time in Afghanistan, an enormous amount of time, said in a Tucker Carlson Today interview last week that, quote, at its heart, the withdrawal situation is very simple. It comes down to the fact that the United States wants this outcome. Whoever is in power right now, whoever is really pulling the strings, and I don't know that, they could do anything they want to change this. And they're not. So please note what Laura Logan is saying. 
the brass at the U.S. military and the current administration, if they wanted to, could correct the situation in Afghanistan immediately. But they won't. And what I would like for you to consider for just a moment is that this entire embarrassing, humiliating, deadly situation in Afghanistan is purposeful, strategic, planned, planned obsolescence as the United States on the grand geopolitical news stage is humiliated, shamed, diminished, taken down a few more pegs. The U.S. military, which dealt with internal humiliation and degradation during the Obama years, that was built up again and encouraged in the Trump years. But, by the way, on a parenthetical side note, it should be noted that all of the woke, Council on Foreign Relations obeying, Thucydides trap following, woke leadership in the current military, most of the generals and joint chiefs of staff were brought in by the Trump administration. And by that, I don't mean that Donald Trump himself knew that this was happening. But his advisors, this is who they told him he should be hiring. Well, that the entirety of the United States military and the United States is being shamed and diminished on purpose by the Biden administration. They're being shamed and diminished on purpose as an act of resetting what happened in Afghanistan beginning in 2001 and continuing through till now. And you can call this diminishing of America and the corruption of our military the 9-11 Project, which is very much like the ideological weapon being used against the United States right now the 1619 Project, and the 1619 Project, embedded with critical race theory, was used in the United States to disrupt and dismantle the history of America in an attempt to change our systems. And in the same way, the 9-11 Project is meant to disrupt, dismantle, and erase the last 20 years of American sacrifice for the sake of justice, social justice, against the oppressors, the oppressors meaning the white hegemonic United States. And all of this is completely intended. And that is why you have an absolutely woke Joint Chiefs of Staff. That is why you have a woke General Milley who wants to know the cause of white rage. Why you had the Air Force's Barbara Barrett push for diversity, equity, and inclusion training and the 1619 Project throughout all the military. This is why you had the Defense Secretary under Donald Trump make critical race theory training the priority in the Defense Department. And this was all under the Trump administration from 2019 to 2021. And believe me, I try to do all I could to bring attention to this issue. And every time I had the door shut in my face. So just as I've been trying to do the same thing in the church, where many of you are aware of, I've been doing the same thing in boardrooms of corporations, 
talking to folks in the military, talking to folks in Congress. Well, more on all that later. Now let's review what the 1619 Project is. And this is from newdiscourses.com, Dr. James Lindsay's site. The 1619 Project's deeper goal is not so much to rewrite history as it is to introduce an alternative narrative about history, one that offers a different and critical reading of history. It is therefore a project aiming not to inform or educate, but to induce a critical consciousness about race and racism. That is, the goal of the project is to make it impossible to think of the founding of the United States without including ideas of both slavery and institutional, cultural, and structural racism. And so everything that is being done in Afghanistan is to, quote, change the story about Afghanistan, end quote. That is why Joe Biden's original end of operation date that he announced publicly was September 11th, 2021, 9-11-21, because he and the critical theorists and neo-Marxists that now occupy the administration and our military wanted to reset the story of what happened after 9-11. They're offering an equitable trade back to the Taliban. Helicopters jet fighters, thousands and thousands of guns and ammunition, tactical gear, ground control vehicles, missiles, night vision goggles, all an offering to reset Afghanistan. To make the 20 years of sacrifice of American lives and tax dollars disappear. For a new start in Afghanistan. A great reset of Afghanistan, coming back to year zero, September 11th, 2001. Like the last 20 years didn't even happen. And it must be out with the old and in with the new. And Americans that are still in Afghanistan are being told that they will not be escorted through Taliban lines. Women, children, Americans, and allies will die They have been abandoned by the president. But the president isn't necessarily a coward. You see, in the administration's eyes, and as well as the world stage's eyes, this is justice. I mean, why do you think it is the military's obligation to save an American citizen before a random Afghan citizen? Is the life of a U.S. citizen worth more than a poor Afghan that just wants to make it to the United States? Well, absolutely not in their globalist view. As a matter of fact, the American life is worth less. You see, that's equity. And for this to work properly, you have to have the United States go through an old-fashioned, communist style, like you're at some village in Mao's China. You have to go through a struggle session. The United States must first repent, then swear allegiance to the new world order, and then the United States and its military must be humiliated. The United States and its military must go through self-humiliation. They must be brought down to a very, very low point. 
just like what the left has been doing in the United States through the use of critical race theory in our schools, our places of work, our churches, our corporations, just like what's been happening in the United States in terms of creating medical apartheid, with the unvaccinated being the sinners that need to be outcast. You see, the white hegemony must not just be destroyed in the United States. It needs to be destroyed wherever the United States has control and influence. And so this isn't a result of sloppy mismanagement. This is purposeful. This was planned carefully. This is being executed with precision. In a Daily Beast column released this Tuesday of of this week, uh, the, the title of the column is Biden Insiders. Our Afghanistan exit is part of a much bigger reset. And I quote, President Biden, recognizing all this, is seeking to systemically, comprehensively, and irreversibly undo the damage and to strengthen America, preparing us to lead in the decades ahead. As much as it means ending America's longest war, it also means shifting the trillions spent on fighting to investing in ourselves, our infrastructure, our schools, and our health care system. Build Back Better is not simply a big domestic program in the eyes of the administration. It is, as was the interstate highway system to Dwight Eisenhower, an investment in our security and our competitiveness. Proposed major initiatives in cybersecurity, power grid resiliency, expanding broadband, and combating climate change. Make that crystal clear. The effort also turns on efforts to undo the damage to our international standing done by unilateralism, contempt for the rule of law, attacks on democracy here at home, and the rise of domestic violent extremists who today pose a greater risk than overseas terror cells. End quote. So, in other words, the primary enemy of the United States and the Biden administration are conservatives, Trump supporters, and men and women that support the Constitution in the pursuit of life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. You are the primary enemy of the United States military, not the Taliban. And they must rescue the United States and the world from you. That is why the military is spending time ensuring that our troops, in all of their critical race training, are focusing on beating you, changing their mind to see you as the enemy. That is what this is all about. So, just to be clear, the U.S. military needs to pull out of Afghanistan, leave the land where we spilled our blood to prevent al-Qaeda from attacking us again, So now our military can return to the United States and end the threat of American patriotism, conservatism, and Trump. Marxists have taken over our nation. Communism is being pushed down our throats. And so many of us don't see what's happening right now. Not to mention if you're one of those dangerous anti-vaxxers, boy, you are a real problem to the goals of the administration. Well, the article from the Daily Beast continues. 
Elements of the effort have included re-entering the Paris Climate Accords and rejoining the World Health Organization, leading the way on vaccine diplomacy, recommitting ourselves to strengthening international institutions and our alliances, seeking to negotiate a re-entry of the U.S. into the Iran nuclear deal, and, perhaps above all else, preparing for the challenges and opportunities of the rest of the 21st century. End quote. So, out of Afghanistan, and focus on the goals of the World Economic Forum, the United Nations, the Great Reset, diminish America, and focus on the goals of globalism, and especially, let's crush those conservatives and make sure that we never hear from those Trump supporters again, those people that love life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. Now, I'm sure most of you must be saying, you know, there's no way that this was not due to just complete incompetence, Mike. No one would want to completely wreck the United States' presence in Afghanistan on their watch. And I would respond to you. Have you been listening to the causes of things for the past four years? Have you heard nothing that I've said in any of my presentations publicly? What do you think the Marxist communist fascists have done in the United States over the past year and a half? They have done what they have intended to do, almost flawlessly in the United States. They have held America hostage since March of 2020. They ignored the commands of the President of the United States, Donald Trump. They took the presidency. They have made half of America the enemy. And the first thing Joe Biden did upon taking the White House was end the Keystone Pipeline, and our energy independence. Maybe you've seen the price of gas over the last few months. That happened as soon as Biden took office. They have pushed for increased social media crackdowns on all of their opponents. And of course, they want to get the United States back on track with the Paris Climate Accord. They're going back to their corporate partners, which are part of the World Economic Forum, And they are pressuring them to do their will. They are abandoning fossil fuels to reset the car industry. They are starting to incrementally move towards vaccine mandates. They are trying to put the squeeze on free citizens throughout the United States to obey their new medical Marxism. To begin vaccine passports. To destroy the economy and move from a shareholder capitalist economy to a fascist socialist economy, to demand diversity, inclusion, and equity in every facet of American life, to rip down the protections on the border and allow millions of unvetted illegal immigrants to come into our nation, to put our nation in a complete crisis everywhere, to disassemble the United States, to crush the sovereignty and power of the United States, to put the United States on its knees before the international community. That isn't a mistake, ladies and gentlemen. That is what they have intended to do, both here in the United States, and they're doing the same thing in Afghanistan. They are purposely, entirely planned, diminishing 
the United States and its military. Why do you think that CNN, the Washington Post, and MSNBC are running the clips of Tony Blair, the Fabian, calling Biden's handling of Afghanistan disgraceful? Why do you think the progressive media, they're running all the criticism from Merkel, Macron, and other leaders across the world against Biden? Because Biden represents the United States. Biden represents you. And the United States must be shamed, diminished, deconstructed. That's why. And it's all according to plan. And so expect very soon that the American Boudicca will soon come riding in on her horse to overthrow the white American patriarchy and to set all things right and take the sovereignty of the United States and its citizens and throw it in the fire for a global supranational rebirth, a reset, so we can now be known as the nation states of America, part of the global community, no constitution, no history to be proud of, no rights, no liberties. And the same thing is now happening in Afghanistan. The American presence is being intentionally erased. And the Taliban are back, and better than before. And so is Pakistan. And so is Iran. And so is China. You see, this justice global supranational social justice, a sick, twisted version of vengeance and the fulfilling of resentment by the neo-Marxists that are now in charge of our nation and our military. They're behind this. The withdrawal of the United States military isn't necessarily the primary issue, by the way. It is the way that the U.S. military must withdraw. And the way they must withdraw is that they must lose. They must be humiliated. And the Taliban must win. So when you see the apparent blunders and the apparent sloppiness and lack of military ability to handle the situation in Afghanistan, and everybody's talking about just how they are screwing up and they just really don't know what they're doing, how awful. Just remember what Laura Logan said. At its heart, the withdrawal situation is very simple. It comes down to the fact that the United States wants this outcome. Whoever is in power right now, whoever is really pulling the strings, and I don't know that, they could do anything they want to change this. And they're not. I'm Michael O'Fallon. And this has been Public Occurrences, both foreign and domestic.
Thank you.